Good evening and welcome to the Tony Talks podcast. This is your host, Tony, of course. And this podcast is way overdue. I wanted to do this podcast back in June, right after the WWDC event, but some life events took place and I was unable to do so. But here I am, right before the, the iPhone 11 event this coming Tuesday. September 10th, or when you hear this episode, it might have already passed, but I have been using the iOS 13 beta for three months now, and I think I am in a better position to tell you about the new features better than I was before. So iOS 13 has been out for three months now. It's been in beta. I'm actually on iOS 13.1. I'm not sure why Apple has done this the way they have, but it looks like the new phones will be coming with iOS 13.1. And coming into WWDC, people were thinking that iOS 13 was going to be the big, big change that we were supposed to get last year. You know, a redesign, all these features, not a lot of optimizations. So is that what happened? Well, yes and no. Let's start with the first big feature of iOS 13 that actually ended up in a video by Apple because they had to preview this in a beautiful way. Folks, finally you are getting a dark mode on iOS. What is dark mode? Dark mode is a mode when you turn on some of the menus and some of your favorite apps after iOS 13 is dropped publicly, will have a dark and mostly black color to them. A dark color makes it easier to read for the eyes. It's great for night reading. I've never really been a big fan of dark mode, but I have realized when I'm in bed and I'm reading, it does make for an easier experience. So what can what is dark mode going to bring in iOS 13? Well, it's system integrated, so it will look beautifully integrated throughout iOS without from throughout iOS from built-in apps and settings to system level views you can turn it on manually using control center you can turn it on and off and when you turn it on all the apps that have dark mode will be integrated with that so um new wallpapers optimized for dark mode automatically change as you switch from light and dark you can actually schedule dark mode like like all like you have with night sight you can have dark mode turn on and off at a certain time or based on sunrise and sunset And the most important part is it works with your favorite apps. So there will be an API that will let third-party developers implement dark mode into their apps. Now, some apps already have a dark mode, such as Twitter. Um, What else else has uh, um, Facebook Messenger and other apps? Um, But the, the difference between that is if these developers add the API for Apple's dark mode into their apps, if you turn the dark mode on manually in Control Center, it will it will turn on throughout the system. So you don't have to so you don't have to go into every app and turn it on. It will automatically turn on and it will look great every time. The Photos app has gotten a new look. 
there's an all new photos tab, which lets you browse your photo library with different levels. So you can, you can go days, months, years, and it's categorized in a way where it, it tries to pick out the most important moments from those, from those months, years, and whatnot. Um, photos will now, or I mean, live photos and videos will now auto play in your photos tab um however i've turned that off because i don't like that feature i want to go into the, the 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 photo or um or video itself and and watch it um there are significance of significant events birthday mode uh you can zoom in and out very easily you can there's more music for for soundtracks for memories um uh, into, let's see, uh, filter control, video editing. You, you can do so much in, in, in the new photos. And actually, you can, so before you could always edit your photos, now you can edit videos. So everything you could do with a photo, you can now do with a video. Adjustments, filters, crop support. You can, you can rotate, you can increase exposure, increase exposure, or it, even apply filters to your videos. There, uh, there's white balance. You can sharpen, vibrance, vignette, noise reduction, noise reduction, pinch the zoom. Photos look really great in iOS 13, and you can do so much more than you could before. The camera, the camera app itself. You can, if you now have one of the the, the later phones, you can now adjust portrait lighting intensity. So you can. So you can actually virtually adjust the position and, and the intensity of your studio lighting. Increase the intensity of each portrait lighting effect, moving the light closer to your subject, or decrease the intensity of the light. And if you only have an iPhone XS, you, you now get a, a feature called Key Hot or High Key Mono, which is a new portrait lighting effect. High Key Mono creates a beautiful, a beautiful classic look with a monochromatic subject on a white background. Unfortunately, there's no updates to the camera app in the way you choose which mode you're going to. A lot of people have been wanting to be able to switch different modes in the app itself. Unfortunately, app, Apple has not given us that, and we will have to wait to at least iOS 14 for that. Um, so a key privacy feature that Apple has, has introduced is called Sign In With Apple. So I'm sure you all have been on a website or an app and you can either, you can either create your own account or you can sign in with Facebook. You know, I have used sign in with Facebook a lot. That is my main go-to and I know Facebook, you know, has their own issues, but we've all used we, we all we will we've all been using Facebook since 2006, 2007 probably and um it's already out there. So Apple has decided to do a a better version of that. So basically, there will be a sign in with Apple button that is similar to the Apple Pay button. So all your all your um, all your info will already be filled out. Apple will never track or profile you when you sign in with Apple. The most information you'll have to share with an app or website is your name and email address. And you don't even have your email address. I mean, it, it, you won't even be sharing your email address with these people. Um, if you don't want to share your email address with with app or with the particular app, you can choose to share or hide your email address, and and you can also choose to have app choose to have Apple create a unique email address for you that forwards to real addresses. So your privacy will be a lot better in iOS 13. 
there's two two factor authentication and you can and when you use when you tap sign in with apple you can use your face id or touch id and you're all set maps maps is a huge upgrade Ma previously apple maps has been kind of second tier to google with ios 13 apple i i believe has inched forward they have rebuilt the maps from the ground up it it features significantly improved and more realistic details for roads, beaches, parks, buildings, and more. There are collections where you can basically add your favorites. Well, actually, there are favorites, and then there's collections. So you can build a collection of your favorites and soon-to-be favorite locations and share them with friends and family. Your favorites are you can just like bookmark a location for your favorite. And one of my favorite, or oh, actually, you know what? There's one more. There's actually share ETA. So now if you're going somewhere, you can share your estimated time of arrival with friends, families, and coworkers. And it will even update should a significant delay occur, um, should occur. Now this, new, this other feature that I'm about to tell you is really best explained by looking at it. Although this is an audio podcast, so I can't do that, but it's called Look Around. If you are familiar with Google, Google Maps' Street View, then look around, you should know what to expect with look around. But I've used look around and the smoothness of the way Apple did this is incredible. So here's what, here's what it says on the website. It says, explore where you're going before you get there with, with an immersive 3D experience that gives you a 360 degree, view, 360 degree view of the place and enjoy smooth and seamless transitions as you navigate your way around. And let me tell you, this is a game changer right here. It is definitely smoother than, than Google Street View. If you have used Google Street View in the past, Apple's look around is is better. Now, have they got all the all the all the locations yet? No, they have not. But the ones I have seen for Las Vegas, they have Apple's Apple's campus on here and many more. I'm sure when iOS 13 launches for the public soon enough, they will have more locations and they will increasingly provide more locations as the years progress. It is a beautiful way to explore around you. There is more natural language. Uh, let's see, real-time transit, flight status, up to the moment information about your, right, your flight terminals, gate locations, departure times, and more is now available. If you have CarPlay, it's there's an improved CarPlay experience. And okay, Siri. So Siri, uh, you know, Siri has its ups and downs. There is a more natural sounding Siri voice. Uh, it's a nat, it's a neutral TTS. Uh, sounds more natural than ever, particularly while speaking longer phrases with a voice that is generated entirely by software. Um, you can now ask Siri to tune into your favorite radio station. Uh, Siri has a new Indian English voice, if you're interested in that. And Siri also offers, offers personalized suggestions in Apple Podcasts, Safari, and Maps. Siri can even de de detect reminders in messages and events in third-party apps. So if you have an event coming up or something, Siri can remind you about that. Like, say, like in Facebook or something, you might get an update on your, on your home screen saying you have an event coming up this Saturday. Make sure you, you know, or we, we want to remind you about that. 
Um, shortcuts. Shortcuts were introduced in iOS 12, and while I have not built a shortcut myself, I have used a bunch. Um, I've used shortcuts to download photos from Instagram, photos and videos from Instagram, and other um, social networks. Uh, those those shortcuts sometimes stop working, but I have um, I have a bunch in there. Shortcuts is is basically. I mean, you can if you're a good programmer, you can make an you you can probably make some incredible shortcuts. Um, it's not something that I personally uh, use to make, as I said. But um, if you go to the shortcuts like gallery, you can browse through shortcuts that have already been made. And I believe there's also a website that, that has different shortcuts up on um, that can help you do different things. So. Um, if you have a HomePod, which I do not have a HomePod, it's too expensive, but you can now get a more personalized experience. Uh, Siri can now learn and recognize the voices of family members using HomePod, so everyone has a personalized experience. And Handoff, which I don't really use that much, but you can now hand off music, podcasts, and phone calls to HomePod, so you can continue listening when you get home. <coughs> um, AirPods, which I'm recording on right now, actually. You can now have them announce your incoming messages. Um, Siri can now read incoming notifications from your messaging apps to your second to your second generation AirPods when you can't reach your phone. Now I have the first generation AirPods on right now, so I can't get this feature. But if you got the second generation, which just came out earlier this year, you'll be able to get this feature. And I actually wish I had that for this feature. I bet that it's pretty cool. And now there's audio sharing. So if you have, if, if you and your friend both have AirPods, you can pair two sets of AirPods to one i to one iPhone and enjoy the same song or movie along with a friend. If you have friends, that is, you know. So, um, <laughs> Memoji and messages. So you get a little bit of a profile in in iOS 13. You can automatically, you can basically put your picture and um your name. In, in your when you start a conversation with somebody and you can share that with all your contacts so whatever your photo is whatever your your name is you can you can share that with all your contacts um so, now I'm not sure how that works if you already have a photo for that person I don't know if that overtakes it um I'm the only person that I know with iOS 13 at the moment so I don't know um, if that will work but once iOS 13 is public to everybody you can you can share your name and photo when you start a conversation, and you can decide whether you want to share it with everyone, just your contacts, or not at all. And you can choose to use an animoji, an image, or a monogram for your photo. And for those who like memojis from iOS 12, they now have memoji stickers. So you can automatically generate sticker packs based on your memoji and, and animoji characters that allow you to express a range of emotions and messages. And this. This, I think, is one of the most underrated features of iOS 13. Finally, iMessage search finally works like it's supposed to. It is a full search of your messages. So here's what it says on the website. It says, search in messages makes it easier to find what you're looking for. Even before you type a character, you can see recent messages, people, photos, links, and locations you might be looking for. When you type in a search, messages categorizes the results and highlights matching terms. I have used this feature to look up certain words that I've used in the past in conversations. 
and it finds everything. It is amazing. It is if if you ever want to go on if you ever want to go into a rabbit hole and or you want to like like maybe you want to do what I did. Maybe you want to maybe you remember a specific, a specific word that you used in a conversation with somebody that uh you know maybe you don't talk to the same way anymore or maybe you you that person has cut, has cut you off or whatnot. Go search for a term that you use in that conversation, and it brings you right back to that moment. And you can go and and um, you know have a beer and uh, and cry the rest of the night away. You know, um, it's a great use for that. Um, I don't see, you know, I I told my parents about about this feature, and they didn't know understand why you would want to do it. But if you want to do it, if you want to go back in time and and you know, um, get emotional about some about your past messages, you can do it with this. Um, there are three new Animoji. So you can give your, there is a mouse, there's an octopus, and a cow. Oh, and also, speaking of Memoji, you can now customize your Memoji with more features. You can customize blush, eyeshadow, and more in the editing tools. You can customize your teeth with braces, add piercings to your nose, eyebrows, eyelids, and around your mouth. There are 30 new hairstyles, 50 new pieces of headwear and more earrings and glasses and oh yeah you can you can put airpods in your memojis ears so pretty damn cool um keyboard now here's a feature that the iOS users have been asking for for a long time swipe keyboard has come to iOS main keyboard not only do we have the third-party keyboards, but we finally get our own swipe keyboard. And you know what? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. If you're used to using, um, well, swipe actually doesn't exist anymore, but um, if, you, if you're used to using SwiftKey or TouchPal or even NineType, which is a very underrated keyboard because it uses two-finger swipe, which, um, but uh, Apple now uses, it's, it's only, Apple only has one, one hand, you know, but, um, you can finally use a swipe. You can finally use swipe on Apple's quick quick type keyboard. So that's pretty cool. Um, I have used it somewhat. I haven't used it all all the time, but I do use it occasionally. The reminders app. Um, now I want to say a lot about this, but I don't really use reminders a lot. I actually use reminders in Siri. Actually, I will tell Siri to remind me about rem things. But Reminders does have an all-new design with features more powerful and intelligent ways to create, organize, and keep track of your reminders. Um, enhanced Siri intelligence. So now you can type longer, more descriptive sentences, and Reminders will automatically understand and provide re relevant suggestions. Uh, a new quick toolbar. With a new quick toolbar just above the keyboard, it's easier than ever to add times, dates, locations, flags, or even helpful attachments to reminders. So basically, reminders looks like it's just gotten a big overhaul, and you can, as if you don't use Siri and you just type, then it seems like there's a lot more. You can basically, you can you can grind into, uh, you can get more detail than you ever could before. Um, and also, there's messages integration. So if you tag someone in a reminder, and next time you're chatting with that person in iMessages, a reminder will surface right then and there. So that's pretty cool. You can do smart lists, keep track of your upcoming reminders with smart lists that automatically organize and display them. See only your reminders scheduled for today, reminders flagged as important, or all your reminders all your reminders across every list in one place. Um, 
Okay, I don't use CarPlay, but I can I can give you some uh, tidbits about this because I know many people who listen to this probably may have CarPlay. Um, I do. I'm going to post this on Twitter and everything, so I want the people who do have CarPlay to be able to know what's new. So you get an all-new dashboard, you get an all-new view, gives you a single place to keep track of maps, audio controls, and your smart series suggestions. You get a redesigned calendar app, which gives you a quick view of the day while you're on the go. Just tap to get directions or dial into a meeting. You get a home screen re- uh, redesign, which is fe- with, which is refreshed with a modern look that features rounded corners, new table views, and a redesigned status bar. Um, Apple Maps updates, so I guess the same updates that come in the regular maps get that gets that. You get a smaller Siri screen, so it takes up only part of the screen, so you can keep an eye on things like directions while still making requests. Um, Bluetooth album art. It says iOS supports the AVRCP 1.6 standard, which includes album art when connected to a supported car kit or speaker. Now, I would have thought that the Apple already had that. That seems like a feature that you can easily get on your car. Um, although I don't listen to music that much anymore in my car. I listen to podcasts. So I, uh, and actually, you know, I guess that they don't have that on podcasts. So yeah, I guess that is a feature. Um, a redesigned Apple Music app, which makes it easier to discover new music and old favorites. Um, you can do Hey Siri support for this. Uh, you can you, you you now have access to Do Not Disturb While Driving, which actually is, is a great um, feature that I use on my iPhone. You get a light mode, which is an alter, alternative easy-on-the-eyes light view for CarPlay. There's a settings place, which I didn't know that. You could you could you now get a, to change display and do not disturb settings. And you now get independent app views. An app open on iPhone doesn't affect what is open on the CarPlay screen. Oh, I did see. I did not know that. I didn't because I've never used CarPlay. I didn't. So I guess before this, you could actually um, you had to whatever was on your phone, you had to use on the car. I that did, I did not realize that. So now you get to have it independent of 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 the car. Or of of the phone, so passengers so passengers can pick a song on the device while the driver can keep looking at maps. That's pretty cool. Um, now this I should have mentioned first, but there is faster performance on iOS 13. Apps will launch up to twice as fast twice as fast on iOS 13. If you have an iPhone 10 or 10s, there is faster Face ID unlock. So Face ID will unlock up to 30% faster. I have noticed that. Um, but it's, I mean, it's not going to be like touch ID fast, but, um, you will notice it. Um, there are no new angles for face ID that will actually be on the upcoming iPhone, which I will talk about in a little bit. But, um, so if you're looking for updated angle, like, like viewing angles for face ID, um, get the new iPhone. This will only have a little bit faster face, uh, face unlock. There are smaller app downloads. So uh, starting this fall, apps from the App Store will be packaged in a new way that makes them up to 50% smaller. And also smaller app updates. App updates will be up to 60% smaller on average. So if you have one if you have one of those devices that still has, say, 16 gigabytes. Now, I don't know why you would have that 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 device nowadays, but you may have that device. I, I don't know. You know, some people don't care about storage. Well, if you have that, if you have 16 gigabytes of storage, you will now, with iOS 13, the app updates and the apps themselves will be smaller, and you can use your device more freely and have more apps. Augmented reality. I love AR. 
as many of you who will be um, viewing this are on my Snapchat and, and Facebook, you will probably have seen me post augmented reality videos on my Snapchat. And and iOS 13, and Apple is really going in on AR. And in iOS 13, they're actually doing more support for motion capture. Motion capture lets developers integrate people's movements into their apps, which I saw at the, um, like, I'll say this, this, part of the of the event back in back in june was incredible and people occlusion ar content appears naturally in front in front of or behind people enabling more immersive ar experiences and fun green screen like applications um if any of you watched the apple event or if you didn't back in june you saw them um, demo a, a Minecraft AR um, experience. Now, I've never, I've never played Minecraft, but I will tell you that demo looked amazing. I assume the app is going to launch um, in the fall, like pro which probably is going to be now, like, like probably this month it will launch. And you know what? I might download it because to be able to build stuff in my own, it, like, in my room or in my living room, I mean that would be pretty damn cool. I think you know. Excuse me, while I get a drink real quick here. So augmented reality is is only getting better and better, and you know it's something that Apple will. There's rumors that Apple is making a augmented reality glasses, or augmented or or augmented reality headsets. So um. Now, is it something that that is useful in in everyday usage? Probably not. It's it's probably still more of a gimmick, but um, there are some pretty damn cool usages of it. Like Angry Birds just made an augmented reality game, and those of you on on my Snapchat saw a video of that. And look, even if you just casually um, you know scan skim through my my, my Snapchat posts. You gotta admit that was pretty damn cool. You know, I was popping pigs and playing Angry Birds in my living room. I mean, that's pretty damn cool. I think you know. So now accessibility. Um, a big thing of accessibility is voice control. Now you're probably excuse me. <laughs> hey, this this podcast is unedited. It will always be un unedited, and you know, that's something that you have to deal with. I hope in the, in the in the future I can um, get a better microphone and um, and whatnot. But right now, this is what you're 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 gonna get unfiltered and unedited. So, but voice control. Now you're probably thinking, wait a minute, don't we? Didn't we already have voice control? Wasn't that Siri before Siri? Well, yes, but this is a new voice control. So what this does now? Okay, the description doesn't really give you what it is. Um, in it says, it says introducing a new way to control your iOS devices entirely with your with your voice. So basically, what this does is it if you're if you can't move your your arms or hands or um I don't know if if it would help blind people or not. Uh, I assume it probably does as well. But basically, everything on your device becomes text basically, and you can say you can say open this, open that. It, it's basically like Siri, but a little more in-depth control. So, like, like as I said, like if you can't move your arms or legs, well, not legs. You you don't you don't use your iPhone with your legs, but your your arms or hands and fingers, or maybe even your head. You know, um, 
if you can't do that, you can so like say you go to Facebook, okay, and I think you have to cons- you have to say like numbers up or something, and there will be numbers on the app or on the screen that will that will um like say number one is, is on the status update thing. You say number one, and it 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 will go into the status update thing, and it, and then you can type your status update. So it's basically you, you know it's. It's not for everybody, but if if you if you can't move and you are disabled in some in certain ways, it is definitely a big help. And Apple has always been at the top of the accessibility game, and voice control um, is now in that as well. And let's see some of the, the other features of voice control. So you have you have add custom words, whether you're writing a biology report, filling out a legal document, or or emailing about a favorite topic, you can add custom words that ensure that, ensure that voice control recognizes the words you commonly use. Um, On-device processing, so all this is private, so everything that you say to, to your device is private. Uh, seamlessly transition from dictation to commands. So as I was saying, so it says voice control understands contextual cues, so you can seamlessly transition between text dictation and, co- and commands. For example, Say happy birthday, tap send in messages, and voice control sends happy birthday just as you intended. And you can also say delete that, and voice control knows to delete what you just typed. Um, I mean, th- this is huge for people who are who are disabled or, you know, can't can't move um, like everyone else. Um, oh yeah, so you, so you say show grid, and it superimposes a grid on your screen and allows you to precisely do things like tap. Zoom, drag, and more. And you can show numbers, gesture with your voice, record commands. And, uh, yeah, it is, um, I mean, if you are within the accessibility community, this is for you. It is, I mean, Apple just keeps on going with this. It is huge. Um, here, here are some other features here for, um, I mean, those are the main features I think I read to you, but let's see, I'm going down... I'm on the Apple uh, website here where actually it gives you the features. Um, something that will be announced that was already announced in the App Store is something called Apple Arcade. Now, you guys probably didn't, people who are listening to this probably didn't watch the Apple event that announced Apple Card, Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus, and Apple News Plus. So Apple Arcade is basically a game subscription service with over 100 amazing new games with all of no ads or additional purchases. A single subscription allows you to download and play any Apple Arcade game from the App Store, and games will be added regularly. And you can play Apple Arcade across iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple TV, and every game is playable offline. So... And you know what? Um, they just well, they didn't officially announce it, but there's a rumor that it's going to be four ninety nine per month, and there will be a free trial. Um, for pe- for people who like gaming, or for, for people who like who um who have kids that uh, sometimes will will uh, rack up in app purchases, this is perfect for you because it's off. Well, once you get the once you get the subscription, there will be no add on prices, so you can play the games. And start to finish without paying any more, and that is huge. Um, I will probably get the free trial and check out the games on my iPad, probably, uh, pr- probably iPad. Um, but also get it on the iPhone. I mean, why not? You know, 
Um, now, this is something that, that people have been wanting to do for a while. I don't know if Android has had this, but I know now, finally, if you have an unlimited data um, plan, you can now download large apps over cellular. So there will be a pop-up that will let you know that it's a big app, and it will say, do you wish to download this over cellular? And if you hit OK, it will download. So that is a... Um, before you had to use a jailbreak tweak for that, and um, of course not everyone is jailbroken. So, um, Apple News Plus that that was also in iOS 12, but um, this is probably the, the first time people will be seeing it. Seeing it. So Apple News Plus is basically a subscription service for um, for magazines and some newspapers. I believe it's ten dollars a month. I believe, and you do get a free trial for that as well. I believe so. Um, if you want to read magazines, and it's basically, um, oh, what's the thing called? Because uh, Apple bought the, the app, uh, Texture. Texture, yeah. So if you ever use Texture, uh, Texture was basically a magazine subscription service, and this is basically Apple's version of, of that. Um, texture is no more because Apple bought them. So um, there is a battery optimized battery charging. So... Now I have had this on, but I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed a um a change. But basically, what it's supposed to do is it's a new option that helps slow the rate of battery aging by reducing the time of your i that your iPhone spends fully charged. iPhone uses on device or uses on device machine learning to understand your daily charging routine, so it can wait to finish charging past eighty percent until you need to use it. So, I haven't noticed that. Um, being used, but I know it, um, it actually, it, I mean, I assume it does work. Um, we'll see. For books, uh, if you're a big reader, you can now set reading goals. So you can, um, you, you can, I think you can pick your, you, your daily reading goal, uh, build streaks to celebrate your achievements and share books you finished with the books you've read this year collection. So if you're, if you're a big reader, you can do that. Um, Let's see, contacts, uh, oh, that's cool. So, Do Not Disturb While Driving has added a transit detection. So, Do Not Disturb While Driving does not turn on, oh, okay, so if you, if you have that, if, if you, if you have Do Not Disturb While Driving on auto, auto, well, I don't know, I'm not sure why I, I, I said that so precisely, but if you have your Do Not Disturb While Driving on auto, um, it will not turn on when, when you're using public transportation. So that's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Files app. Um, oh, 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 oh. Okay. Apple. Oh, well, I guess Safari is probably coming. Uh, is it here? Well, I, did I skip Safari? I don't know if I did or not. But Safari now has a download manager. You can now download files in Safari without using a third-party app or a jailbreak. Yes, folks. That is the case. So, now, you can't download YouTube videos. I mean, that, you know, you, I mean, there, I don't think there's a, there's a hidden way to do that. I don't think there is. Maybe with an Iowa shortcut, maybe someone will create a shortcut that will allow you to do that. Well, I mean, you can actually, I mean, like, there's a shortcut that I've able, I've been able to use to download, um, you know, stuff from, like, Twitter or Facebook or whatnot, but, but. But you know, especially if you have like um, like an MP3 file, an MP3 file, uh, 
uh, say some video you 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 buy or something um it can down i mean like you can you can download stuff on on ios now you can unzip files and zip files um yeah so basically if you wanted a download manager before you now have it and it will save to your i believe it'll save to your file folder you, you can i think you can choose which um which folder it it saves to um document scanner that was there already i'm not sure why uh or maybe oh that's in oh okay maybe the files app is in okay um i mean i don't really use the files app so uh you know um or i mean i, I don't really use it as much it's not a big part of my of my daily usage so but the downloads folder i mean the download support is huge um there now is a combined app for find my iphone and find my friends it's called Find My. Very simple, you know. Um, and you can now actually find um, offline devices. So you can locate a missing device even if it's not connected to a Wi-Fi or cellular connection using crowdsourced location. When you mark your device as missing and another Apple's user device is nearby, it can detect your device's Bluetooth signal and report its location to you. So I'm guessing that your Bluetooth has to be on. Your Bluetooth has to be on for that to work because I don't have my Bluetooth on all the time. So I'm guessing that you have to have your Bluetooth on for that to work. Um, now this has not been, I have not been able to use this um, in the beta, but you can now install custom fonts and use them in your favorite apps. So now developers can create different fonts and you can use them. I'm not sure how that's going to work, um, but uh, I guess it's going to be like basically like the iMessage apps, you know, like you, like you install iMessage apps um, and it's in that little iMessage drawer that you have, and you can, you know, scroll through your, your iMessage apps that you have, um, which I think iMessage apps are still very underrated. Um, I don't use them myself that much, but, and, and, and most of those apps are like stickers and it's like, okay, Hey, we got we get another sticker pack, you know? I mean, people don't want, you know, sticker packs for every app they, they have. I mean, you know, they want useful things to do, like like iMessage games, you know? Like, I don't know how many people I've seen on their Snapchat or on their Instagram stories say iMessage games, and they give you, and, and they give out their number, and, you know, if you want to play, if you want to play pool or, or uh, you know, whatnot, you can, you can play an iMessage game, so, but the custom fonts should, should be, should be pretty interesting. It'd be interesting, interesting to see what kind of, uh, fonts are usable, um, Finally, Apple is allowing um, PlayStation 4 and Xbox uh, wireless controllers to, to play your games. So that's pretty cool. I have not um, tried that out yet, but it is, it is a feature. And um, it's pretty cool. I've seen videos on it where basically people were, you know, like instead of um, using your phone when you're playing a driving app, when you're playing a driving game, you can now use your regular PS4 controller. So that's pretty, that's pretty damn cool. And I believe you can also do that on the Apple TV now. Don't quote me, but I think but I think you can. Um now ladies, ladies, I'm gonna the the next uh five minutes will be about you, okay? In the health section, you can now track your cycles and your periods. So let now you know, you all know this better than I do, so let me read what Apple has here, okay? Cycle tracking. Track important data about your menstrual cycle. Log your period, including flow level, symptoms like cramps and headaches, and whether or not you experience spotting. 
and log key fertility metrics, including basal or basal body temperature and ovulation test results. Period prediction. View a prediction for one year period is likely, likely to begin and end each cycle for the next three cycles. Fertile window predi prediction. View a prediction for one year fertile window is, li is likely to begin and end each cycle for the next three cycles. Period notifications. Receive notifications to remind you to log your period and to let you know when your next period is approaching. Fertile window notification. So same thing. Um, cycle history. View, view your entire cycle history with, with glanceable views of each cycle's log period, symptoms, fertile window, and length. Cycle statistics. View the date of your last menstrual period, your typical period length, your period length variation, your typical cycle length, and your cycle length variation. Cycle visual visualization. Scroll through the daily log to see your period, noted symptoms, and fertile window at a glance in the past and future. Whew. Okay, so, and that actually is all in the Apple Health app. So, yes, you can do that with third-party apps, but now this is integrated right within Apple's Health app. So, ladies, when you, when you download iOS 13, check out that feature and um, maybe let me know how it works, if it's, if it's good for you, if Apple did a good job, and, um, you know, like, report back, you know? Um... I think, okay, oh, there's also um, headphone audio level. It says view audio levels from your headphone, from headphones you use with, with the decibel levels categorizes in two ranges, okay or loud. Um, <coughs> if you have the Apple Watch, you can view notifications and, and environmental audio levels from the noise app on the Apple Watch with two decibel levels categorized in two ranges, okay to loud. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, there's also... Surprisingly, there's a new or oral health data type to track your toothbrushing time. So, if you want to do that, you can do that. Um, let's see. Uh, 38 new keyboard languages. Um, the Mail app. I don't use the Apple Mail app. I use a third-party app. But if you do use Apple's um, Mail, there are now multicolored flags. You can choose the block sender. You can mute the thread. They have an extended reply menu, um, which adds a convenient access to notify me of replies. Mark is on red. Move to this seems this seems like it's already been there before. Um, desktop class text formatting. So you, you can choose the font, the size, the color, strike through alignment. Um, so yeah. So if you use that, now this is this is one reason why I wish I had Apple Music. The only reason why I, I wish I had Apple Music. But now you can get Time synced lyrics. Turn on lyrics to follow along with your favorite music as it plays. Each line appears in step with the music, so you always know where you are and what's coming next. Scroll and tap any line to jump to your favorite verse. Beautiful animations make following along with your favorite songs fun. Um, the Notes app uh, has also given some given some some new uh, some new uh, new features. Gallery view, shared folders. Um, oh, okay, so here's something that, um, and it, I apologize for putting this at the end of the episode here, but in the phone app, well, naturally not, not in the phone app, but in the phone settings, there is a new feature called Silence Unknown Callers. What it does is basically if you're, um, if you turn the, if, if you turn on Silence Unknown Callers, it will, it will, um, 
all all the numbers that are not in your contacts, mail, and messages, it will send them automatically to voicemail. So, you know, you would think that actually it will protect you from spam, from unknown and spam callers. And it does, but I have learned throughout my time on the beta that, um, you know, I mean, you don't know when someone else is going to call you that's important, you know. Like with me, I just changed my number um, in June. So if you had that, that, um, that selection chosen and I called you, it would go straight to voicemail. I would not be able to, you know, to, have, uh, to get access to you. Um, also, so I get some deliveries to my apartment. I get water and, you know, like Amazon stuff. And um, I get food deliveries sometimes too. So not too long ago, I, I ordered delivery food uh, for some food and I had that option turned on unknowingly. And the guy, I mean, it all worked out fine, but the guy had, had said when I opened the door, he said that, that he had tried to call me and it went straight to voicemail. And I was like, ah, that's why I had, the, I had that setting turned on. So um, I believe the setting is off for default, but um, only turn that setting on if, if you, if, well, I mean, look, if, if you're looking for a new job, if you get delivery a lot or something, I would turn that setting off. Um, I would just download a third-party app that, um, I would just download a third-party app, uh, for, um, to, to use for, uh, for that and to, to block callers and, uh, messages. And actually, I'm just getting a notification here that says the maximum recording time for the segments is, oh, for segments. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so, okay. So that, uh, I think that might be it, actually. I mean, I talk about... Safari, fo uh, photo upload resize. You can choose to, to resize your photo to small, medium. Uh, the, the download manager, a new start page. So you can now, um, it, you'll see your favorites up front. You'll see your most recently visited websites. That's pretty cool. I do like that. Each site, you can you can choose whether, um, you know, whether it uses the desktop version or mobile version or reader view. You can save open tabs as bookmarks. Um, you get, you get a warning if you have a weak password, which I have a, a bunch of weak passwords, apparently. Um, screen time. I'm not, um, I don't really use screen time, sc sc screen time, screen time, no, um, screen time, but I will, for those who listen, who have a, uh, you know, child or whatnot, or who do you, who do use the app, I'll let you know, I'll let you know the new features here. So you get combined app limits. Com create combined limits with a combination of app categories, specific apps, or websites. Communication limit. Communi communication limits. Control who your children can communicate with and who you who and who can communicate with them throughout the day and during downtime. Contact list for children. Parents can use screen time to manage the contacts that appear on their children's devices. Usage data. Usage data now spans 30 days so you can compare the previous week's screen time numbers. One more minute. When a screen time limit is met, you can tap one more minute, giving you time to quickly save your work or log out of a game. Settings now has an option for low data mode. So if you turn that on, it will, um, it will, uh, the number of automatic updates are paused unless you select them manually. Um, so it uses less data on your, on your, on your phone. 
Uh, the share now. Oh, the share sheet, guys. The share sheet. The share sheet looks a lot different. So if you're used to the share sheet and you love the share sheet, I personally do not like the share the new share sheet in iOS 13. Um, it does give you one tap suggestions. So when you share a photo or a document, you can receive, like, if you talk to a certain person a lot of the time or a certain app you use, it will it will suggest that. Um, so I mean, you know, it. It, it, again, it's something. It's something that you have to see to 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 um see, see to believe. I guess. Sure. Yeah, we we'll use that. Um. Oh. 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 Finally, iOS has redesigned the volume button, or the, the volume control. So now it's not across the screen. It is now on the side of the screen, the upper left hand corner, and it it does not interfere with your content. So that is there. There you go. Um. We'll see. Text editing is oh yeah okay so this is more something that you'd have to be shown, but text editing is different. Is different. You could there are cut, copy, and paste gestures. There is better cursor navigation. There's text selection. There there are undo and redo gestures, mostly on the iPad, but you can use them on the iPhone. It's it's a little difficult to use them on the iPhone, but the iPad, I I believe on the iPad there is like ten to twelve new gestures you can use for for like text like editing and whatnot. I'm not going to go through those here because it's an audio podcast. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that actually is it for the new features in iOS 13. So iOS 13 will be probably going public in about a week, maybe a week and a half. I don't know when Apple will have it open. Um, and your apps will be all, will be get updated for that. Probably the biggest update i believe is probably going to be dark mode um because once all the once the once all the of the developers um take advantage of the apis and and give dark mode into all their apps then all the then once you turn dark mode on all the apps will be in dark mode and that would be pretty damn cool so um i'm going to move the iphone 11 part of the uh, podcast to a different segment. So I'm going to close this segment off because I only have an hour to record each segment. Um, so thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next segment. Peace out. Good evening, and welcome to part two of the Tony Talks podcast, where we're discussing the iOS 13 and iPhone 11 event. Now, this is going to be a short segment because I don't want to bore everybody with, uh, there was almost an hour of recording from the previous segment, and because this is going to go up the morning of the event... There's not going to be much to talk about, um, except that we're not expected much change from last year. The major change we're going to get with the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 Pro, and the iPhone 11 Pro Max is what the naming will possibly be. Now, again, this is an unedited podcast for right now, so you're hearing me yawning. You're hearing you're hearing everything. Um. If you don't like that, if, you know, maybe at some point in the future I can I can edit and whatnot, but as of right now, um, I'm going to keep everything in.
So, but yeah, one of the, the main difference that we're getting tomorrow or today when you're listening to it is we're getting three cameras on the two main iPhone models. And the third camera is going to be a ultra-wide camera, which is what every phone company is adding. Um, Samsung added it. I believe I believe OnePlus 7 Pro added it. Um, so this will be able to get more of the picture in the frame. Now, actually, I wish we could get wide, wide angle on the front-facing camera. I know back in the in the past, I know the old Galaxy Notes could do that. That was actually one of the, their uh, their advertising features that they would they had a commercial which could show a group photo. You could get a full group of people in a selfie, and with the iPhone, you could never do that. So that um, I believe they have actually taken that feature away from the Samsung devices on the front camera. Uh, if, if I'm incorrect in that, let me know, but I don't hear it being talked about, so that's why I'm assuming that it's gone. But the iPhone will be getting that on the, on the back camera, and you know what, really that is, oh wait, you know what, there is going to be, I, I do remember hearing rumors that, that will, there will be a improved dark, uh, not dark mode, but um, better low-light photography. And that's something that actually would actually really appease, uh, would really appeal to me. With the iPhone XS Max that I have, the low-light photos that I've taken, I've actually enjoyed. Um, the feature that was really underrated in, in last year's phone was the Smart HDR. And if anyone has this has this phone, when you first took a photo, the photo has popped in a way that you never saw before, and that was smart HDR, like the way the way the colors blended and everything. It was, um, and to me, I mean, like, to to me, I actually like I've taken some photos of, um, like, I'm at my park and ride, and I've taken a photo of the the um the dashboard and of like the sunrise kind of and i think it looks incredible you know i mean maybe it's not really that good quality but i think it looks incredible and um the fact that we're going to get improved low light photography um plus plus smart hdr again um that makes it that makes it, um, I mean, I'll tell you, the, the camera on the iPhone is just incredible anyway. I don't take enough photos or videos as it is. Um, but when I do get this new phone, um, I will be taking more, more photography and more videos. Now, this is actually a little personal note because I said when I get the phone. So, this won't be a normal upgrade cycle for me. The past two years, I have upgraded right away um, with the iPhone upgrade program, and I have pre-ordered the phone the the day it can be pre-ordered. Unfortunately, I well, fortunately and unfortunately, I am on my own cellular plan now, and 
And I wanted to pay the least amount possible for unlimited data. And I found Metro PCS, which is now Metro by T-Mobile. And I'm paying $50 a month. And with that, you know, I do get good, um, you know, I can basically use my phone however I want. And I'm glad I have that. I've, I've really, I've upped my usage of, of Pokemon Go by, you know, I've probably doubled or tripled it. Um, and, you know, I've enjoyed that. But with the iPhone upgrade program, you cannot use a third-party carrier when you sign up for it. So my only other option would be to pay the 100 or the 100 <laughs> I wish it was $100 still the $1000 um plus that it that the price would be asked or that the phone would be asking for um and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um right now I pay 65 a month I believe. And uh so what I'm going to do is I'm going to see what the options are tomorrow. See if the pricing has changed, and um, you know if it's if it's changed by like five dollars or less, I will eventually get it. If if it goes up to like maybe like eighty dollars a month or something like that for the model that I want, I may hold off. But the plan is to see what the see what the plans are, and then wait about a month and a half. I'm thinking maybe like, or maybe two months, maybe like mid-November, maybe like right before Thanksgiving, get either Sprint or regular T-Mobile. Um, right now they have a um, they have a $60 unlimited plan. And so that will be $10 more, but I would be able to get um, the phone and I would be able to get more coverage. Uh, I, be I believe I would be able to get the... Um, the the part of the coverage that I was missing from AT&T, what I used to have, is the sub-basement um, at my job. I am com My phone goes complete. my cell signal is completely dead in the sub-basement. So, I don't know if that's just T-Mobile in general or Metro's T-Mobile. I don't know. Um, I know my coworker has Sprint, and she does get service down there. So, I don't know. Um, so I will take a look at both of those and I will decide in mid-November what I'm doing. But, um, so yeah, I will have my iPhone XS Max for another month and a half at least. Um, unless, unless the announcement comes tomorrow that you can finally use third parties to sign up for the iPhone upgrade, the iPhone upgrade program. Um, I mean, I do have a login. I can log into Metro, so it's not like, you know, um, it's not like there, there's no separate login. I mean, you, you can do that. Um, Apple just wanted to restrict it to the four main carriers. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I would be at 12 payments, which is what you need to do to upgrade. So, um, you know, and... With the obsession that I have with the iPhone and whatnot, I feel, and with, you know, the the life that I'm living right now as a as a single guy who has no kids, you know, this is this is what I should do. This is, you know, there's no reason to not do this, you know. 
if I was married and had two kids, I would not be doing this. I would, if I was married and had two kids, I'd probably have, well, my dad, my dad has the seven, let's see, I probably wouldn't, well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I would probably have the seven plus that my dad has right now. I would probably, I would be upgrading this year though. Probably, I would probably do the every two year or every two and a half year cycle if, if I had a family. But, you know, as of right now, I have no reason not to do this, you know. Um, it's it's not bankrupting me either. So, you know, if it was bankrupting me, I mean, like, I'm I'm not even getting the top tier model. Um, I think last year there was a 512 gigabyte model. And I I have stuck with the 256 gig, gig model. Um, that's been working for me perfectly. And I have I have no reason to get a higher model, you know. So that is what I'm going to stick with unless they don't offer it anymore. You know, if they offer 64 and 512, then, you know, I'm, um, I mean, before I had 128, you know, but Apple stopped offering 128 or, uh, I, I think so. Yeah. That they had 64, 256 and 512 last year. So I'm like, well, all right, I'll get 256. So that's what I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, as I said, this is going to be a short segment here. Um, you know, there's not going to be much to, uh, I mean, hopefully there, there's a surprise tomorrow. If, uh, because they're going with the pro naming, I would expect to have pro like specs. So you would expect to have a pro motion display. I mean, the iPad pro. Uh, well, the first iPad Pros did not have a promotion display, but the second generation did. Um, but to call it an, an iPhone Pro, I mean, I guess with the photography, maybe. But, uh, and that's probably how they'll market this, is they'll probably market with the three cameras on the back and with the photography. I'm hoping they have promotion, but I think that will be coming next year with the 2020 model where we will have promotion. We will have the fingerprint reader under the, the display and we will have 5g. So, um, this year is the, I mean, even though last year was the S model, this year is, will be another S model. So, yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is a, I don't want to make this too long of a recording but that's all we'll be really hearing tomorrow uh with the iphone there may be other devices announced there may be like a spec bump for the ipad pro there may be another smaller ipad pro um there may be a new apple tv there may be the six the 16 inch macbook pro but i'm here to talk specifically iphone and uh that's the big thing for tomorrow so and that's all I really have for you guys. Uh, I think the iOS 13 part of this was a little bit fast. I, you will probably hear a lot of stuttering there. And I, I mean, it may be better than I think. I don't know, but uh, you know, this is only this is only my second official podcast. My first podcast I will be getting that I have a sponsorship on. So hopefully you guys enjoy the sponsorship and. Uh, that would be that would be making me some money, um, hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, if you have any suggestions for me on what topics to do, 
uh, just let me know, and I will get to them. I will do them, or maybe we can even do a Q and A on here. I want I wanted to do to do a Q and A last time, but uh, no one really had any questions for me. So, um, so yeah, that's it, and um, we will let's see what happens tomorrow or today <laughs> on uh, September tenth, uh, twenty nineteen. iPhone eleven, iOS thirteen. Let's go. This is Double T23 signing off.